Welcome to this edition of the Week in Review on our Sourced Podcast. My name is Michael Crutcher, joined as always by Jordan McDonald. Jordan, welcome. Hi, Michael. A few things to look at on this Week in Review. We'll Indeed. look at uh, some data, some figures about broadband take-up and I guess the penetration of broadband in different places. Buying things off social media, why that's becoming even more prevalent um, you'll have a quick look at um, Gary V and a chat he had with Mark Zuckerberg as yes, well. But yes. first, we're going to look at a story that has bounced around all week, and it's a story about Adele, the megastar singer, Channel 7, and an interview that apparently went very wrong. So Adele's first album in many years has come out, and with that, comes publicity and a chance for Adele to get the word out about her album but of course a chance also for mainstream media to join in what is a very popular event when someone like Adele launches a new album. Channel 7 bought the rights, we're told it paid $1 million to go over to London and film an interview with Adele and they got there and apparently when the trouble began towards the end of the interview is when they learned that Channel 7 hadn't listened to the album. Jordan, can you do an interview about an album when you haven't listened to it? No, especially if it's a musician. You probably should be listening to the album. <laughs> now, the de- reporter has said that he missed an email which included a link Ooh. to download the album. So it's not... It it's wasn't, a bad one to miss. <laughs> yeah, you want, as he said, I should have seen that email. Yep. I didn't. Yep. So what we have there is... A very interesting situation. I guess the thing about this story isn't so much it bounced around media because it involved Adele and Mm -hmm. potentially incompetence. Audiences love incompetence stories. They think they're great. What it did was shine a light on the whole interview process here when it comes to getting interviews and where mainstream media fits in this. Now, mainstream media is... I guess I go back to thinking last week it's 30 years since you two released Arctung Baby which is an album I loved as a teenager and still think that's a great album and if I wanted to find out about Arctung Baby in 1991 I had to go through mainstream mm-hmm. media I couldn't go to Facebook because it didn't exist but Adele's got a new album out and Jordan how many Facebook followers does Adele have she just she has just over 69 million it's astonishing Right. It's a massive audience. So uh, if Adele wants to tell people about her new album, she can do it pretty easily. Yeah, she doesn't have to go to too much effort. She just has to post to social media and uh, between Facebook, Instagram and, and her other platforms, she's hitting well over 100 million people in a couple of seconds. It's pretty impressive. So if you're mainstream media, it used to be you were the only channel. So maybe I watched a 60 Minutes interview in 1991 with Bono and the Edge. I don't remember, but I would have had to find out information about it. Now Adele has this, but mainstream media is still important. Yeah. So it's still part of the mix. Yeah. But what this shows, mainstream media becomes, it's like the seagull fighting over the hot chip at the beach. That's exactly right. It has to get in there with some of the others and get there. And if there's a problem from Adele's point of view, they have veto rights over interviews, which used to be something that just didn't exist. So if they want to pull it, it also goes to talk further about, I guess, from our point of view, when, uh, I guess, films try to get their big stars out there Mm -hmm. to try and do um, promotional interviews. You used to come in, set up your camera, 
and do the interview and off you go and your 15 or 20 minute allocation of mm-hmm. time. But you'll see more and more now that the the producers themselves, the, the studio will have their own camera there. They will film it and they will give the journalists the footage at the end of that interview if they're happy with it. So again, the control rests there yeah. with it. So I guess mainstream media is still an important part of it, but doesn't have the power that it used to in these situations because of the avenues that these studios, singers, whatever you like, have. So I'm interested, Jordan, from your viewpoint and your generation, you're being uh, younger than me, where do you go for that information if you want to get more detail about something? Where do you go? Information for our generation typically breaks on social media and then we verify that information with a Google search typically. So a, a very common example, so sorry, a lot of our generation is very focused around groups of a similar interest. So an example f- like a, a, all of us probably have experienced is the suburb groups on Facebook. So everyone's interested in the one suburb and what's happening around them. Which really affected um, suburban newspapers because they were the information before then. Yes, but in this instance, so Adele's got a Facebook, uh, numerous Facebook groups and their whole purpose is everything Adele. So the top group I saw had 191,000 people in it. So you've got an army of 191,000 just on Facebook who are obsessing about every movement, (laughs) thought breath that Adele's taking, um, you, nothing nothing really gets passed. Um, Reddit's also another great one in the that really builds their model around those interest groups. They have subreddits and that's that's their way of doing things. Um, but that's where our information breaks on, uh, on social media that way or through word of mouth. But typically goes word of mouth, social media to check and then if something seems a bit iffy, then you go to a Google search and you look for those sort of reputable sources to sort of confirm or invalidate that information. So that's generally how our generation gets information and then looks to to validate it. Yeah, so I guess the older generations probably do watch mainstream television and still pick things up off that, but mm-hmm. your generation's not as likely to be sitting there and picking up a clip off a mainstream TV show. Yeah, definitely not. If, if it doesn't get to us through word of mouth or social media, it generally will go unnoticed, uh, and then you know it might pop up once news gets a hold of it. But if it's if it's not big news, or if it's if it hasn't hit us before the news gets it, then really uh, it's it's gone under the radar. Yeah, I think it's just a good example this week the Adele story of that whole way to connect with people in these big projects. So the release of a long-awaited album and how that happens. Now to do that, though, Jordan. It's handy if you have broadband access. (laughs) Sure is. But there's an interesting story this week about what's happening with broadband access. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so a new report came out this week that shows that broadband broadband, subscriber growth has cooled significantly in the third quarter of this year. So the growth is stalled for the first time in three years. Why this is happening is because it's more than likely that we're comparing this year's growth compared to last year's massive growth. When you had to have broadband. Correct. So last year, broadband providers saw massive growth given the number of people stuck at home due to COVID. You can't watch Netflix via a uh, dial-up? No, not at all. Certainly not. So now two years down into the pandemic and and a vaccination that allows us to sort of get back to normal a bit, 
the broadband growth has simply returned to a more normal pace, but comparing that to last year, it's it would explain the findings of why things are stalling a bit. That's an interesting thing because I guess broadband's so central to so many of these big things that we talk about in the media world, your Netflixes, of course, your Googles, your Facebooks, your Amazons. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're based on broadband, but we know that not everyone has it. But I guess the stories this week shine a bit of a light on when will we get to a point where we can't really push much further in the sense of when enough houses have it. Now, the NBN in Australia, the NBN for all of its publicity over the years is obviously been in progress a long time now. So it's been past the front door of most houses. But that's an interesting thing. And I guess it then becomes to speed. What speed can you do? What packages can you get? But it seems as though in the metro areas, the unlimited data is a given in most places. But I'm interested if you have some friends, if they move house, they move into a new unit, a mm. new new house, how quick is broadband hookup on their agenda? Uh, internet access is among the first things you're doing when you move in, for my generation at least. I know when I moved into my place uh, a year and a half ago, that was... Th- probably the second thing on my list other than moving everything into the into the house <laughs> so because you just wanted to get in and although you wouldn't have had everything set up you wanted to get comfortable and so part of that is you know sitting down on whatever's there you can sit on and watching something <laughs> while you <laughs> make <laughs> or order your pizza through whatever provider yeah. you've gone through but but yeah it's it's certainly it's it's an immediate thing and then there's that well you know, I guess all of your friends that have broadband anyway, then becomes a discussion over what is the best retailer of that broadband. Yeah, especially if you're the first time out of home, you're looking for a really, really affordable uh, deal that also gives you a lot of data. Like you said, uh, having infinite data is, is very quickly becoming the norm because of how much we're streaming, how much we're downloading. I know for gaming consoles too, if you want to play a game nowadays, you sort of have to download it onto that console and those those come in sizes upwards of 100, 120 gigs at a time. It would have so, been way over the monthly allocation. Yeah, that, that, that blows out a monthly uh, allowance in, in some <laughs> cases. So plus our phone plans as well. We're so used to having either high levels of data or unlimited data and matching that in the home uh, is just going to become something that we expect. And you have it with broadband and then you can go and access your social media faster and you can look to shop there. And another story this week talking about the rate of people buying things through social media. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really interesting story this one Australians buying products via social media has gone up more than 700% during COVID so PayPal put out an e-commerce index and it revealed that Australians are currently doing more than half of their shopping and bill payments online with many sales generated via social media so the report reveals a quarter of Australians say that they shop on social media and one in seven reveals that they may they now make a purchase via social media at least once a month so the are, you, are you in the one and seven no no but my partner is absolutely <laughs> she's well above one in one, one in seven i reckon 
So the consumers now spend on average 35 a month on items they find on social media, and that's up from $5 average in 2020, oh, sorry, 2019. So this is different to people, say, just going online to look to buy something. This is people who've seen things through social media. Correct, yeah. yeah. They've, they've seen it through the marketplace or Instagram or, or an ad, yeah. So we always talk in about following the money because the money tends to drive most things. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing this increase in people buying from social media. How will that impact, do you think, on what we see on social media? I think we'll continue to see more uh, online marketplaces for businesses on social media. I know Facebook's, with their marketplace coming in in 2016, that's only seen massive growth. Instagram's really been pushing their e-commerce. They have a a tab that sits on the the bottom of the app now that is purely shopping. So any brands that are on there now can connect to their online store or create their own online store there and people can purchase through the app and track their parcel through the app. Uh, It makes it really easy for brands to serve up really well-targeted ads and deals to consumers and... I just think it's that's the way it's going to be moving forward with both Facebook, Instagram, and I know Twitter's even exploring at the moment. They're doing a live stream shopping uh, event in a couple of days or a couple of weeks with Jason Derulo. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. Moves fast to me. I'm not in the one and seven. I'm not also uh, in <laughs> the uh, – <laughs> I'm catching up. I'll get there. I do buy online. I just don't do it through social media, but I know I'm in the minority – uh, in the last little while. Now, you wanted to talk about Gary V and a chat with Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, for those who don't know Gary V, can you tell us about him and what happened with Mark Zuckerberg? Well, Gary V is a very well-known entrepreneur. He, he runs uh, VaynerMedia. He's, uh, he's largely recognised as a pretty prolific spokesperson with all things to do with social media and that space. But this is just a recommendation I had for listeners this week. If you've heard about the metaverse or Web 3.0 in the news, this might interest you. Jump over to YouTube and watch the interview that Gary Vee did with Mark Zuckerberg. They discuss the future of the metaverse, Web 3.0. They take a dive into how it will change our lives. And then Mark shares his thoughts on when and how this new world will continue to fruition. So Metaverse and 3.0 can seem like very overwhelming topics. I, I know I'm struggling to get my head all the way around Web 3.0. So this interview was really, really good, providing you with all you need to know as we move into this space. So Zuckerberg's been, it seems like he's been prolific the last few weeks. Obviously, controversy about uh, his creation Facebook and um, where it sits in terms of how it uses data with Instagram that it also owns, etc. Is the Zuckerberg, I guess, PR offensive? Is it working? I think a sit-down like this with Gary V, where they really simplify the metaverse and Web 3.0, it takes some of the fear away from it. I know a lot of people are concerned about the implications of giving more of ourselves and our information into a foreign digital space, which, you know, it's understandable. But I think this interview did that. It did a really good job. It made me feel more at ease with what's happening, more comfortable uh, and actually more excited. Uh, Some of the technology they're looking at at the moment about, uh, you know, their, their glasses that they'll use to project augmented reality things into the the physical world that we're living in and how that'll cross over is really interesting. So 
I think over the years, this is only the, at the very start, so with more, more, more information will come more ease, I think. Still feels like it's changing before our eyes in yes, many ways. It does. And, you know, when we're talking, when we're doing this podcast in 12 months, we'll probably be talking very differently to what we are now yeah. when it comes well, to metaverse. Be avatars. Yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> be better for the listeners. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to head home now and resume my battle with my Apple HomePod, which I think I'm winning, but Siri is a formidable opponent. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the toughest. Apple product I've ever used. I always find Apple really easy to use, but the HomePod, we've had a few tangles, but I think I'm winning. <laughs> so I'm sure you'd, Good luck. you'd beat it in about five seconds. But anyway, know. I'll resume. Anything for the weekend? Nothing too exciting this weekend. Um, it's one of the quieter weekends in what's been a sort of stream of busier weekends, so I'm actually just enjoy the quieter weekend. <laughs> enjoy it. I hope to stay dry. We'll see you next week. See you then.